God has been so wild lately. He doesn't seem to listen, he doesn't obey my commands, and we can't even bribe him with treats. He's gotten so out of hand, he may even have to be put down. God is not the problem here. The problem is the people who want to be the leader of the pack. We reintroduce God. We retrain people. You're listening to The God Whisperers. You're listening to the world-famous God Whispers. I'm Craig D'Onofrio. And I'm Bill Swirla. Been a while, Bill. Oh, man. It's like I, I had to, I had to like dig out all my equipment. and, uh, and I got new stuff, so yeah, you uh, gotta, hooking everything I saw, up was a little weird. I yeah. saw pictures of that. You have you have your Cleveland studio. Having finished yes. the, the what's, what's it called? The Royal Ohana Room? The Royal Ohana Room is up and running. Yeah, so now having for finished. For your cheeky pleasure. Yeah, and you got, I like your priorities. Oh, yes, you, you know, gotta, you get the you bar gotta done get your first. Your bar going first. Now the in-home studio, and you, yes. you you actually like hang stuff on the wall. Yeah, I've got acoustic paneling Man, up and you, all that. You, and you know what? What I did is, you can buy these acoustic panels for like 150 bucks each. Yeah, or you can get ceiling tiles and put fabric on them and hang them on the wall, and it's the same darn thing. Oh, that's a good idea. And so uh, I, I got this uh, cool fabric from. Uh, uh, various uh, Hawaiian fabric shops and stuff. And <laughs> oh, so now I've got the very course. tropical uh, <laughs> studio going on here. I got Lou, the Labrador, asleep next to me. He's Beautiful. Doing his thing. Well, you got, the sound's good. I'm, I'm liking the sound. Um, I need to ask, because somebody was asking me, what, what's your microphone of choice these days? Uh, I just have upgraded to the Shure S8. Oh. Is it S8 or SM8? It's it's a high-end dynamic mic that um, I'm I'm looking at it here. Let's see here, and I it's SM. Is it SM seven or eight? Yeah. Anyway, it's uh it's a really cool mic. It's got a, a built-in um, shock mount, so you don't have to have the big second shock mount and everything else. And that's SM seven B. There that's you go. It. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm still using the microphone that I believe we no actually it wasn't episode one we we had other microphones and then I remember you went out shopping you love shopping I you, do you love going you love shopping for electronics I love buying toys <laughs> you're you're like me at a at a at a wood mill you know it's like oh man how much wood can I jam into the car. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this is, but but I I remember you uh, you picked up these microphones early on, and uh, and I've I've stayed with them ever since. They're 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 good. I, I those those MXL microphones, they they make a darn good condenser mic for a very reasonable price. Yeah, they they do really really good stuff. Well, as the intro music suggests, we I we have come to a momentous place in the yes. history of the GW, namely episode 350. Almost 11 years after the Almost opening episode. 11 years. Uh, we began, uh, we looked this up, on July 10th, 2008. Right. July 10th. That, that's, when, that's when both of our careers took a nosedive. We were young and and stupid, just, uh, full of vim and vigor, reckless, and, angry. Yes, yes, we were. 
uh you know we we were we were the the click and clack the uh we were pioneers we really were we we were pioneers in in lutheran podcasting there's a lot going on now uh we are often imitated never duplicated like you know the i think that's earl scheib the paint (laughs) auto paint (laughs) I've heard a couple of Lutheran guys actually lift some of our episode of kind of things. Like, of course. Like uh, Norman Nagel sermons and stuff like that. It's like, really? Come on. Didn't we didn't we do all that? Yeah. But but, but uh, we have come we've come to the last episode. Yes. And and I know there'll be, you know, a dozen or so people who will be upset. Our our listeners. We 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 never really had more than about twenty at any one time. I, I think maybe 21. 21, yeah. Yeah, something. The Canadian like brothers. <laughs> always got a lot of GW the love. Pestukas. GW yes. love up in Canada. They're very post ironic up there, so they kind of got it. But uh, Well, we had uh, Henning, the director of Southern Hemisphere oh, Operations. Gosh, man. So, we, so much good stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, but uh, we, we uh, I, I have been on sabbatical for the first three months of 2019 which uh, was one reason that the show went into hiatus. And uh, you've been working hard, actually. Yes. You, you, uh, you actually have a, 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 a real parish and shut-ins, a lot I'm of shut-ins. I'm a real live pastor now. And more services than I have ever encountered in a, in a, in a Th- small this congregation. This is what happens but... when, you, uh, when you inherit a church that was large and uh, uh, is now a medium-sized church, but they still have the mindset that they're a large church. So we have to have eighty thousand sermon or services yeah. all the time, and and, and nobody uh, wants to give up their service. No, no. So, so you have the main services that are pre- pretty well attended, and then you have the obscure Wednesdays and Saturdays <laughs> that are marginally <laughs> attended. But there are enough people there to make it worthwhile, and of course, you know who who am I to say no to the Lord's Supper? So, well, yeah, that's right, opportunity. So yeah. So we had a few weeks ago, you and I had a conversation. Um, we've had a chance to kind of be off and reflect about the show and think about things a little bit. And uh, we decided that uh, this is this is a good time to close the canon on, on the God Whisperers yeah. and let the body of work <laughs> speak for itself. Um, and, uh, you know, actually, before we go any further... And I, I have no idea how much further we're going to go. This is an episode that has no end. It's like the, the endless thread who, on the Wittenberg Trail. It could be five minutes. This or could five be hours. ten hours. No one knows. But um, ooh, ten hour episode. I want to. I want to thank. I want to thank all of break in the middle. all of the people who supported us and yes. the people who contributed to the mayhem and the chaos, and also in the last year, the people who contributed uh, to bring us back on the air and keep us going. Um, I I hope people don't feel cheated. Um, we do still have to pay the bills to keep the archive um, on air. Server space costs server space time, and and so uh, and uh, any uh, residue in that account, uh, the GW account, uh, we're going to donate to the fifteen seventeen crew, which is pioneering kind of taking podcasting and broadcasting to really, I think, the next level of professionalism. So. Uh, and they're bringing a lot of great content, so that's kind of what, what we'll do with that. I'm going to demonetize the, uh, or maybe I shouldn't. I still have bills to pay on that thing, you know. We I, there is monthly yeah, there's, rent. There's still the monthly rent. On anyway, the, uh, on uh, memory. A big thank you to to everybody who supported us, loved us, uh, 
kind of came to our aid and encouraged us when we were under fire uh, in our own version of mobbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, wait, were we the mobbers or the mobbies? No, not, we 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 really were sure. the we never we never mobbed. We're not playground okay, bullies. Good. We we uh, we sometimes kicked the shins of the playground bullies, but we I never wanted to be <laughs> one of them. And uh, but you know, I think that we both agreed that. Um, the conversation, as such, has kind of kind of come to a, a really uh, to a good place where we can kind of uh, pull the plug and feel like we've done something worthwhile and have added something and have pioneered something too. I kind of feel yes. like a pioneer in the whole thing. You know, uh, every program runs its course. You know, if we were making four hundred million dollars a year, or whatever, we we might still. If we were making four hundred million dollars a year, you <laughs> you would not hear or see <laughs> me again. Well, if you were making it to do this, <laughs> you know, um, I was just reading this morning over breakfast. Um, Magnus Nielsen, uh, a I believe he's Michelin rated, the chef, the creative, the uber creative and deeply intense and troubled, dark Swedish chef of this restaurant called Favicon, which has 24 tables. You actually stay overnight. It's so remote, you can't just go go out to eat. You have to stay overnight, and they serve you breakfast the next day. But Magnus Nielsen is uh, hanging it up at the age of 34. He's, uh, he's, he's quitting. Wow. Uh, has four kids under the age of 12, uh, bought a... Bought an apple and pear orchard in the sunny southern Sweden. <laughs> I say that with tongue in cheek. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering what part of Sweden that would be. Exactly. Yeah, I have That's no sunny. idea. But yeah. but uh, he just said he had gotten to the point where it just ceased to be fun any any longer. And I'm not saying that uh, you know talking talking to you is fun, Craig. But it's actually, to be honest with you, it's more fun in person. Yeah, the distance has has made it a little bit uh, a little bit more difficult. You also. are you are an in person kind of personality. I I miss the days when we were in Santa Ana and we'd go over to Jerry's <laughs> and get a hot dog. Oh gosh, Jerry's and, dogs. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. No, we we'd, we'd have Jerry's. You know, this is this is a one hour show, and and I don't think some people realize that you know production is it's like sermon production. It's a fifteen minute event that takes about two or three hours or more to prepare for. Um, but, you know, an hour podcast is is an hour of, at least an hour of post-production because you got to listen to the whole thing again. Right. But there's also the pre-production, and believe it or not, uh, even our random chaos had pre-production. <laughs> it A ain't, little bit. It's not easy to manage this mayhem. I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, you know, just listen well, to what's it, out there. It required some some uh, finding really excellent holes in the walls to eat at also. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, the, what's the place over there in Hacienda Heights that we used to go to with the, uh, with the sandwiches and the the well, there Hispanic was place there, there was that, the the Il Bucanas, the, that's the, 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 one. the site of the famous yes. Bucanera. Yes. This, this, oh, uh, good. oh man, that was a great sandwich. The Bucanera. The, this, this, uh, we took Rudy to that. And yes, uh, that was right. in the, the famous Rudy episode. But, um, yeah, it, but the face to face, I think, was part of the essence of the show. And, and I think of all the things in the last few years, I think that's the thing that I miss. Not, not that you're a particularly attractive man by any stretch. I, I am. Although women seem to women seem to be drawn to you like a babe magnet. But, but uh, 
Um, and I, I still maintain it's because you exude wealth that you don't have. They think, think they, they think you're rich, you know. I think that it's generally that I don't give a rat's ass. That's, uh... <laughs> there's that. There's the there's the bad boy. There's the, you know all the girls they 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 like the they like the guys a little little bad. I can fix him. They think, and so yes. they look at you and go, oh man, there's a project right there. Um, but no, I mean it, I I miss the face to face. You know, at your mom's table with all that. Thomas Kincaid art all over the wall. Oh my (laughs) word! What an environment. Um, Or or the condo, Paulo's condo. You know, with the with the uh, the UPS guy. uh, You know, banging on the door and Rufus going ballistic. See that? But that was great. Rufus is gone about a year now. A moment of silence for our executive producer. producer. Yeah. But I I think I think the face to face was was part of the energy. It was. It was. I, I think uh, once I went corporate and, and moved off to St. Louis, things started to uh, <laughs> to kind of heads up. But Bill... Well, corporate wrecked you, dude. Corporate, honestly... Corporate, corporate neutered the dog. <laughs> I, I think that we've started out on the wrong foot because I really wanted to start with a word of prayer. Oh. So please bow your head. Oh, yes. You know what I want? I want you to do this grace good so that God will let us win tomorrow. <sighs> Your tiny Jesus, your golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled up fist. He was a man. He had a beard. <laughs> Look, I like the baby version the best. Do you hear me? I win the races and I get the money. Ricky, finish the damn grace. <laughs> I like to picture Jesus in a tuxedo T-shirt because it says like, I want to be formal, but I'm here to party too. I like to party, so I like my Jesus to party. I like to picture Jesus as a ninja fighting off evil samurai. Yes. I like to think of Jesus like with giant eagle's wings yeah. singing lead vocals for Leonard Skinner <laughs> band. And I'm in the front row and I'm hammered, hammered drunk. drunk. Hey, Cal, why don't you just shut up? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Dear eight pound, six ounce, newborn infant Jesus. Don't even know a word yet. Just a little infant, so cuddly, mm. but still omnipotent. <laughs> Amazing line. Just thank you for all the races I've won and $21.2 million. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money that I have accrued over this past season. Also, due to a binding endorsement contract that stipulates I mentioned Powerade at each grace, I just want to say that Powerade is delicious mm. and it, it cools you off on a hot summer day. And we look forward to Powerade's release of Mystic. Mountain blueberry. Mm. Thank you for all your power, mm. and dear baby God. Amen. 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 Hang on, baby Jesus. This is gonna get bumpy. <laughs> so I feel much better now about about uh, getting this program off that's, on the right the right leg. That's one of Will Ferrell's finest moments. <laughs> that is, you know, and the, they even the get the personal that... union of the two natures correct. Yes. The, the theology is better than most of what you see on TV. It's so. certainly better than Joel Osteen, man. That, that, that is just... That, every time I hear that, I just have to marvel at whoever wrote that knows a thing or two. And, yes. and uh, you just got to love that. So it's been a good run. Hey, let's talk a little bit about how we start, why we started this in the first place. Why did Back, we start this? Well, at Pirate Christian Radio... 
was uh, just about to get off the ground. Chris Roseborough That's called right. me and said, hey, you know something about radio. You want to help me with this? Said, well, Todd, sure. Todd and Jeff had, had been unceremoniously fired by the corporation. I couldn't imagine that ever happening to anyone. You know, it's, it's, never, it's never happened like that since, as far as I know. And, <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, so they got, they got, they got canned. And, uh, and I remember the controversy. Oh, yes. man, there, there were sausage suppers. There was, there was even a protest at 1333 in the parking lot. You yeah, know, the I synodical mean, president called out the cops and the riot squad because <laughs> there were eight pastors out there yeah, with signs right. saying, this sucks. Signs that, in that was... Greek. It, they were in Greek that said, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, that was that was great. Um, you know, I mean, we haven't had fun like that since the mid-70s. And, right. and so... <laughs> But it, so Todd Jeff got got canned and and uh, we're good buddies with with Chris of right. uh, Pirate Christian Radio fame and well what's his show Fighting for the Faith right right and so uh, we all got together and uh, and you were you <laughs> I believe you were the first uh, director of programming yeah I was the uh, program director for Pirate <laughs> Christian basically Chris had a really good business going and he didn't have a lot of time to dedicate to the busyness of putting up something like this yeah he had a real business at one point so so I'm on the phone with every pastor that's ever blogged I think and I, I really came to the uh, a really interesting uh, a conclusion that a lot of guys who write really good stuff can't speak to save their lives. So <laughs> well, that's why they write, <laughs> right? You know, so that was kind of interesting to me. But uh, you know, so I managed to put together eight hours of programming a day, pretty much for Pirate Christian Radio, which was really a lot of fun. You know, it uh, uh, to be able to put together that much programming was great. So it, it was it was uh, fun then. It wasn't so fun when you went corporate. No, no, no. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I called my old buddy Bill and I said, "Hey, let's do something." Or we, and then we we started kick, kicking around names and ideas and stuff. Yeah, and we wanted God talk because we both like car talk, but uh, that was taken. That was taken. Yeah, and then you came up with God whispers. The God whispers. That was at the I time I, I was. I said, That's it. I was. I was watching the uh, the early episodes of the Wood Whisperer, which is of course a takeoff on the Dog Whisperer and the Horse Whisperer. And now there's lots of whispers, and anytime anybody knows a thing or two, they become a whisperer. And uh, but you know, it it sort of held as a as a as a name. We never trademarked it. I'm sure people are ripping it off left and right. But yeah, uh, who cares? I've never seen any evidence of it. Maybe nobody cares. I don't know. But, I don't know. <laughs> the um, yeah. So we were basically this show, and and I remember cracking up. It, it was about about 20 episodes before I got over the 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 soundboard, the cables, the microphones. Right, right, just, right. We just set up anywhere. Uh, we'd set up in hotel rooms. Remember, we were at uh, uh, at a pastor's conference, yeah. And, and we we set up. We you brought uh, like two cases of equipment. Oh along. yeah, I, I was way over the top with all the gear. <laughs> I brought so much junk. We we went to if there was a banquet, we brought gear and and yeah. we we just like corral somebody for third microphone. It was, it was very guerrilla pirate kind of bad boy sort of thing back then, and it was and fun. And it then, was, and then we we got a little saucy. And then there was a gal who worked for Chris named Don. And, oh, Don. Uh, yes. And so Don and I spent about an hour in front of a microphone. And <laughs> Don, we... all, all four feet, ten inches of Don. Yes. Oh, man, was she sassy. <laughs> but uh, we, we managed to throw this together. Yes. Attention. 
The following segment contains a home schooler alert. Attention. The following segment contains a home schooler alert. That goes on. I, but, and uh, I have to add that, 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 it, whatever, that you imagine, whatever you imagine Don looking like from hearing that voice, you're probably close. <laughs> didn't she have some sort of biker husband uh, yeah, or, yeah her yeah. husband owned like this uh i think it was a motorcycle uh customization shop or something right like that. and and i as i believe could probably like dismember you and they'd never find the body parts no so, doubt yeah you know, yeah yeah but the cool people they, they were oh yeah they were, and this, doesn't our friend Rick Ritchie, uh, doesn't he do part of the uh, the intro? Rick, yes, yes, Rick and Don do our intro, that's yeah. right. So, yeah, the early days were a lot of fun, and we, we threw all this together. And, of course, uh, Chris put together his Fighting for the Faith, and uh, he's been doing that faithfully ever since. And uh, now he's a pastor. God, yeah, he is. God, in in, God bless in the ensuing decade, uh, Chris <laughs> went from entrepreneurial businessman, and I never could quite figure out what that business was that he was doing. Uh, to it, it, it had to do with nurse staffing. But oh, that's don't right. Ask me beyond it was that. in it was in the it it, it combined uh, the medical field and database management. Yeah, because yeah, he was something. he was kind of a computer whiz back yes. in his college days, as I recall. Well, he he was building websites before even, anyone even knew what a website was. Yeah. Oh. So, oh. Yeah. Oh. He, yeah. <laughs> Chris. Chris. Chris knew the inner workings of the interwebs very well, and yeah. uh, so and. So we became kind of just part of that stable of shows. And I remember he was tapping into pastors who recorded their sermons, too. Right, so right. I, I would uh, send him material and uh, a, lot of, lot of <laughs> a lot of broadcasting back then. If I have any regrets, it's, it's, it's uh, too, too, too big a footprint. Uh, you know, you, you don't want, as a Lutheran pastor, you don't want a big footprint. Because a big footprint means a big target. That's true. Because there there are a lot of people who don't want to put themselves out there at all. Uh, but they're more than happy to snipe at those who do. Well, yeah. And, you know, Todd used to talk about that back in back in the early days. And Don Matsett, who was the creator of Issues, et cetera, before right. him. I, I, I was on Don's show. That's where I first met Jeff, mm-hmm. was with Don. And uh, But Don would talk about how... You'd get uh, professors on, and they'd be really interesting up until the time you went on the air, and then all of a sudden they get really tight and really careful, and and just parsed every every little thing that they said, and it was just fear. And you know, I think there were a couple of occasions in our ten years where where you realize why that is that you you say something that provokes and boy uh, all of a sudden just and especially in the last few years when social media right. has not only taken off in 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 just its expanse but it's also uh increased in its its levels of toxicity yes 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 and people twisting everything that you say and uh, all can, the rest. can you imagine can you imagine what synod would have been like in the 1970s had there been social media Ooh, with the walkout and all that, yeah, that would have yeah. been really interesting. I mean, they did it. They this this all happened with print, print, and right. a little bit of uh, TV or radio. Yeah, but you were relying on media sources to pick up on your story. 
Well, Christian News was pretty much a, a major news source for exactly. Lutherans at that point. Exactly. That that was the that was the sort of the 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 journal of at least the the conservative side of the whole thing. And right. and uh, but it was a it was a print driven thing. Can you imagine? Had this been driven by social media and the the now obsolete? Remember the forums. Yes, yes. You know, forums were a big right. thing when we got started, and but now it's just basically Facebook and its derivatives, and uh, so. But it just tends to inflame, tends to amplify the toxicity to really, really absurd levels, and all the while avoiding the very thing that we're talking about at the outset, the face-to-face -face conversation, which right. is where this program began. It began right. as a face-to-face -face conversation. How many times have you been condemned to hell by Christian news? <laughs> I've, I've only been condemned twice. I've not been condemned to hell. I, 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 I think... <laughs> Maybe I exaggerate a little. Well, I do recall a, a couple of times where, where people were warned that to listen to this show would jeopardize your salvation. Yeah, yes, yes. The, um, the great go to hell with the God whisper. I, I've been it. called a sacerdotalist. Uh, even yes. though I'm not Roman Catholic and don't subscribe to the Roman doctrine of the priesthood. And I've recently been called an evolutionist, even though I'm not a biologist, nor do I teach biology, but somehow I'm, I'm lumped in with that uh, as well. So, you know, any opportunity, I suppose. <laughs> but, you know, and, and the same, same with the blogs and, uh, and the other stuff that goes on. Um, unfortunately, it's one of those things where, where we are part of the problem. In, in what way? What do you mean? Well, being, being kind of pioneer podcasters, oh, yeah. We, yeah. We, we kind of were doing stuff like this, and we have our own sort of post-ironic, snarky sense of humor no, where we poke no, fun no, of no, 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 people us, no. and their foibles and whatnot. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, we're as you mean, much— You mean like uh, ambushing Jack in his, in his, uh, yeah, in his garage? Yeah, that was, that was good, taking a little break <laughs> from painting his oil paints. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And of course, that who's that who's that guy that kept predicting the end of the world? I don't have my soundboard oh, hooked Camping. up. Harold Camping, but yes. you know, you, you just can't like make stuff like this up. And and uh, but in a sense, we we were part of the problem. <laughs> we we helped create a problem. We did. That, that was we did. And, but and we had a lot of and fun. And I, I don't know about you, way. but I'm I'm kind of proud of it actually. I, 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 I kind of I, am I, too. I feel like we've we've done something worthwhile. You know, thinking back, what what are what in your mind are some of the best the best moments of of ten years of GW conversation? Well, I, I think one of the best was, of course, with Reed Lessing, who oh. who created the need for the homeschooler <laughs> the alert. Homeschooler alert. <laughs> That's right. It was invented. With a very literal translation of the Old Testament. Right, the dung gods, yes. but he didn't use that word dung. He used he he went literal. Yeah, and we are biblical in. literalists. You know, right? we're literalists to the last syllable, so just say it for what it is, man. But uh... in, in the book of Ezekiel, see, Ezekiel likes uh, to call these idols gilulim in Hebrew, uh, which on a radio show, I guess I can say, would be 
Um, We're not subject to FCC <laughs> regulations okay, all right, here. All right. uh, Go mean, for it, Reed. Yeah, Come on, yeah. a free moment. Okay. It's right here. I mean, Swirly okay. cusses all the okay. time. Yeah, I do. <laughs> well, okay, they, they would be shit god. Oh! We're going to hear about that one now. Nice. And I want it on the record right here. Now, I did not say that. Beautifully Reed Lessing did. Reed, you are in our Hall of Fame right here. This is what the text says. You're saying in the Bible. This is what it says. Exactly. So if you listeners out there didn't like uh-huh. that, take it up with God. It's his well, word. Uh, yeah, and right. Ezekiel, who was inspired to write it. Yeah, Reed Reed was great. He was just, yes. you know, and, and Reed is amped up. Reed, Reed's the kind of theologian for whom coffee is a performance-enhancing drug. <laughs> you know, he... Well, Remember, I, I, he was there doing Jonah. He had just finished. Yeah, right. He, he had just finished um, the Concordia commentary series on Jonah. And so he, he was presenting to our pastors, and we, we corralled him into our, our uh, studio <laughs> and just kind of had at it. And boy, once you got him unplugged, man, that was, oh my God. That was just great. Well, that guy just has so much energy. And of course, I remember asking him, Reed, how much coffee do you drink? Don't touch it. I don't touch it. He's just bouncing <laughs> off the walls. Like uh, cocaine? He Maybe? Has, Is it? <laughs> he has natural caffeine coursing Guy is through his veins. just amazing. But uh, also a great scholar and uh, a lot of fun in general. Of course, uh, you know, before Matt Harrison was elected president, we had him on when he was visiting in California. That was Yeah, we did. He, he had just put, put out that, that huge, thick book of translation, the what, Faith of Our Fathers or yes, something like yes, that. Yes. That's, that, was back, that was back when Matt was translating before, before he does what he does now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was... That, that, and that was at a, a, a hotel, I think. That was we were doing that. Yeah, down in Costa Mesa, California. At some kind of a pre fifteen seventeen uh, event. Right, that was uh, South Orange County Outreach, which was kind of the predecessor to fifteen. Always good for a lunch. Yes. Yeah. You know, and and so yeah, we just kind of round up whomever we could get and set up our our little studio. That was so much fun because I didn't know how to run a soundboard. I got to I got to credit you, Craig, with teaching me how to run a soundboard got you started it you know all those knobs very intimidating i i, I really didn't know what to do with all of that and then i i um it, you know i i started it started to make sense and right and and in in proper swirl of fashion also <laughs> you're the guy who actually i've never read a manual on this stuff in my life oh yeah no i i i, I get the you, manual online you get in the schematics oh and, yeah I mean, you're, you're like you're like oh wait there's a capacitor i over fixed here. the <laughs> last one i resoldered some loose connections you know <laughs> right so, yeah yeah so you you went all in on that as you do well it's been very helpful because at our church we we for certain events we have an amplifier sound system that i set up and i always had to call for help because yeah, it's just too much. I couldn't. And now, you know, I can troubleshoot it. I can. I, I know what to plug in where. I can. I get that. Get that puppy set up in about thirty minutes. And I know how to roll cables so they don't kink or, That's or right. not. You so. don't want to break those those uh, wires in the middle of. The oh, cable. I've I've even gone one better. Uh, I I got myself a really good soldering iron. And uh, whenever those XLR jacks stop working, I take those apart, resolder them. You know, better than new. I used to do that when I was younger, man. Now I just buy a new. Cable. You just buy. You just throw it out. <laughs> well, you can get some really good jacks for it, and and if your cabling is good quality cabling, uh, that little heat shrink tape 
and oh, man, yeah, that's you, cool stuff. Yeah, you can you can go nuts on this thing. I saw a YouTube by some some guy who's like a sound technician for you know major bands, and and he shows mm-hmm. how you build cable, and because they build cable all the time, and it's actually kind of fun. I, I find it relaxing to resolder. Yeah. Resolder cabling. You but can inhale the fumes, and that's all fun. Too, solder fumes are good. Oh yeah, no, yeah. not not quite as good as wood finishing stuff. That, <laughs> no, no, that no. is just yeah, that. that's that's good stuff right there. Yeah, so we've had a pretty good run at it, and of course we've had a few iterations of uh, the oh, God Whispers oh. as we've gone along. It, you know, the early days, we were just straight to it catechism you know boom 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 and we went and, through uh, almost the entire book of concord if, if yeah. you look at the 350 episodes and especially the early the first few years we started with the catechism 10 commandments just went straight through the catechism but then we also did the augsburg confession we did uh parts of the we did the large catechism. we did the formula of concord <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember that. We did. It's all a blur. I think basically we we covered in essence we covered the entire uh, book of Concord. I don't think we did the power and primacy of the Pope. I'm not sure. We should have. It's good. It's it's our Lutheran doctrine of the ministry. Actually, it's, it's we good... we did the Heidelberg Disputation. We which, did that uh, theology of the cross and and that we remember yeah. we attempted to do Calvinism and got Calvinists all ticked off at us. <laughs> That's not Calvinism. <laughs> Whatever. Well, you know, you act, ask 10 different Calvinists what Calvinism is, you get 10 different answers. One I, of my, I think the same as Lutherans, you know. One of my kind of favorite episodes has nothing to do with theology, but it was the Katrina Markov uh, bacon chocolate oh, bar that my wife yes. got me for Christmas, and we opened it on the air. I think we both developed a crush on Katrina that day. Well, Katrina, we, yeah, we look her up. First of all, she's really good looking. And, and then she writes the seductive <laughs> prose to go with her chocolate. She's kind of right. like the Nigella Lawson of chocolate. <laughs> and and it's, I lost it. I just could not keep it together. And I listen, when I listen to that episode, I still crack up over that. That was, <laughs> that was hilarious. That was, that was a good one. Or Flarp. Flarp was always a good one. Uh, Henning introducing us to Amarula was a fine episode, also. And and the 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 drink the drink contest where where people were were yes. uh, yes, remember the judging drudge, judging the drink contest at my we house. Had, we had Steve Mo involved with that. Steve also, Mo and and, uh, and Sandra Sandra is with us too. Was she? I don't remember. Yeah, Sandra and, and Tabitha's yeah. famous uh, flaming fundagelical, right, which right. Uh, nearly burned my house down. <laughs> so, in fact, I set it off several times because I needed a good picture of it. So I, I, I right. made I made several versions of it and and lit it off. And boy, I tell you, some of those really went up. But <laughs> great stuff. Yes, uh, of course, our dedication to bacon has not waned over the years. As so as the as the appropriate that. Lenten food. Well, that uh, we also have to remember bottom feeder Fridays. Bottom uh, feeder Fridays, uh, and you know, I mean, if you're going to have bacon, have your shrimp and scallops while you're at it too. Absolutely, yes, yeah, yeah. It, it it was it was good, and you know, I think at least for me, part of the motivation for doing things like that was not to not to belittle piety, not to belittle the Lenten disciplines or or things. It was much more like. You, you honor things that are really important to you by also holding them lightly, having yes. a little fun. You know, it's the, it's the way, it's kind of the way Monty Python treats religion. They're, they're, they, they kind of run right up to blasphemy, but they don't cross the line. 
Not often, anyway. Not often. But we'll think of like Life of Brian. It's not Life of Christ. It's some guy who keeps getting mistaken for Jesus. Right. And and but they've got some really good points. And and I think if you can't laugh about these things, you can't take them seriously. And I think that's kind of part of the point or part of the 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 whole vibe of the show is that if you if you can't laugh at the world of religion and laugh at yourself, then you really can't take these things as seriously as they need to be taken. I honestly believe that Jesus did a face palm quite often when dealing with the, <laughs> with the disciples. We we hit on one. I was I was talking to somebody else about John chapter sixteen, and and Jesus in in John sixteen he's talking about well you know there's coming a time when I'm not going to speak in figures of speech anymore, but I'm going to speak plainly. And then he goes on to say something vague, and and then some unnamed disciple says, "Now you are speaking plainly, and we don't have to ask you anymore." And it's like you just he's you can just imagine him looking saying. What? <laughs> or, or that one where he, he looks at them and he goes, have you understood everything that I've said? This we do. And it's like, yeah, right. <laughs> Let, let's wait till the midterm quiz. I, yeah. But it's, it's kind of funny because, because uh, the, the disciples just kind of bum, bumble along. They don't get it. They, they, just, they, they have no clue as to what he's talking about. <laughs> he's going away. He's coming back. He won't be here. Then he's going to be here. <laughs> well, I, I love the Lord. We don't know where you're going, right? You How know, can that, we know that's... the way? <laughs> that's Thomas. Thomas is, you know, Thomas is the cynical disciple. I've decided because every time he talks, it's like really negative. Because because so John eleven, Lazarus dies, and and Jesus wants to go to Jerusalem, and and Thomas says, yeah, let's all go to Jerusalem with him so we can die with him. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, or, or Thomas is the one that says, "We don't know how we don't, we don't know where you're going, so how are we going to know the way?" Right. You know, or or then the clincher. Hey, unless I see his hands inside and touch him, I ain't believing anything you guys say. <laughs> Do you think that a lot of this might have been said with a little bit of snark? You think, Thomas? <laughs> I, I think perhaps Thomas did have a good good I, amount of snark. I think to him. He, I think he's got a he's got the little cynical streak in him. It's, <laughs> it's not not Thomas, not doubting Thomas, but Thomas the cynic. Um, it, yeah, and so yeah, I think of all the episodes that stand out stands out in my mind though the the the, <laughs> the one the one that's like the best worst. Oh. Is the Gosh. KFUO inaugural episode? Oh, it was painful. That hurt. This is where we were attempting. This was our first attempt at a remote broadcast, right? With Skype, if I'm not mistaken. Using Skype. Yes. Oh gosh. If anything could go wrong, it did. Oh man, it, it was it was it was horrific. The beautiful thing about it is we kept it. <laughs> I'm surprised you were employed the following day. And well, I think that's when the tide started to turn. <laughs> yeah, that's called slack tide, you know, when it's kind of yeah. hit its high. Yeah, so that was slack high tide. You, you'd hit a high water mark, and the water was starting to flow out. <laughs> yeah, I think I was probably beat red when I walked out of the studio that oh, day. Oh, man, like, was that oh, funny, gosh. though. It was, I, was, <laughs> I was angry. I was frustrated. I, was, I, was t- I didn't know whether I was more ticked off at the Senate or you. But, but it was like, I ain't going to do this anymore. This is ridiculous. And, and then when you listen to it again, it's the funniest thing. It, it becomes uh, it, it's the, the GW commentary on the whole corporate gig, you know. <laughs> 
you, you couldn't have engineered a better program than that one. Shipwreck from the get-go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, gosh. Yeah, but, you know, one of the other things, though, is, is that it, we've had a lot of fun with this, but we've also, I'm always amazed to find out that we've touched a lot of lives and, and that even in our screwing around and everything else that we do, uh, the, the truth of the gospel and the sanity of our Lutheran doctrine uh, managed to find its way to the surface. And there, there have been so many grateful people for the work that we've done in Pirate Christian Radio. And uh, now, of course, 1517, as I'm continuing on with them, uh, you know, just the ability to share this good news of Christ and, and the, the fact that it's, it's sane to believe as we do. Now, our, our church body's <laughs> insane, and our churches are insane. No, all church bodies are insane. Right. Let's be but, fair. But the sanity of the gospel that we have, and the fact that so many people have heard and believed, and, and uh, you know, I'm sure you get this when you go to conferences and stuff like that. I wouldn't be a pastor if it wasn't for you guys. And, of course, at that point, I start to feel shame that <laughs> right. they, they like became I'm, pastors. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we, sh we should have said something. But uh, It's not as know, much fun as we make it sound. <laughs> right. But it, it has been a true privilege to, to be able to do what we've done, uh, to, to have fun, to make dozens of dollars doing it. <laughs> Not a cent. <laughs> and we had a good Mexican dinner. I've Oh, that's right, we did. Yeah. <laughs> a Mexican dinner. <laughs> that was from the cafe press proceeds. Right, right. We we had a good I wouldn't Mexican call dinner. it a dinner. It was like a heavy lunch. Well, it was at a farmer's market or something like that. Oh, that's it? right. We were at the, at the Loteria Grill in the farmer's right. market. That's true. Right. That's right. Yeah. No, no. That was and, a dinner. Uh, <laughs> oh, we went and saw Craig Ferguson. That was fun, and and of course Shatner was there, just out of the blue. Who knew that Shatner? Shatner would be there? was the guest. That's right. That I forgot fantastic. that was a combined event. We we do we did have the the a very good um, Craig's birthday bash in in your backyard. The Luau's were always a good. The time. first time, yeah. The second uh, time, not so good. Well, I I think I was a little bit um, inebriated. In, in making sure that the mix was just right on the cocktails there. Uh, the Blue Hawaiians packed a certain wallop. <laughs> Everybody's eyes were kind of like blue. At, at some, it's just kind it, of, it was a good a time. scary looking drink. But yeah, the, the second time felt, it, it did not feel as spontaneous yeah, as the no, first time. The no. first time was funny. The second time was, uh, I don't know. If we, we we've had our fails there. along the way. There have been a few fails along the way. Well, but, uh, whenever you do anything in public, you always risk failure. Uh, th this is true. A musician who stands up and plays a piece. Sure. Uh, a writer who writes something and gets it published. Uh, a broadcaster who puts, puts something out. You, you, the minute you put something into the public eye, you are inviting criticism. You're inviting blowback. Uh, and you're, you're, you're risking putting your failures out for everybody to see and hear. And it just, it just goes with public life. Even being a pastor, uh, everybody lives, every believer lives as a sinner saint, but uh, we live it publicly. I also have to 
mentioned the amazing music that was created for us. Oh, the Lemker. Yes, yes. The, the, the mighty Swirlitzer. Yes. Yeah, and, major uh, props to Chris and his creativity. Uh, he was always very careful not to violate copyright laws, so we only trash things in the public domain. Well, except maybe the <laughs> Jesus is a friend of mine version. That yeah, he that did thing, for that, us. that thing. But you know, whoever first wrote that and did that uh, owes us because we we brought we gave that new life. We jump started that. That's true. We 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 brought it back, just like we started the bacon <laughs> craze in America again. <laughs> I, Are we taking too much credit for that one? I, I'm uh, <clears throat> I, I'm thinking that maybe we need to uh, revisit some of that uh, Limker music. And, of course, as normal, when I go to hit something on my soundboard, my computer freezes up on me because it my soundboard hates me. It doesn't work. It. There we go. Ah. Yes. He gets just the right ambiance there's there's a certain amount of kitsch to it that well i like how the the note is slightly delayed it's a microsecond delayed it's just slightly off it's like a it's like an organ that's the compressor's underpowered and so it takes a while for the pipe to come up the pressure <laughs> <laughs> anyway just a, just a shout out to Chris and, and his musical genius. And of course, uh, uh, we've also had some very interesting uh, vocal patterns come out uh, along the way. Um, and I don't seem to have any on my soundboard here, which is <laughs> par I, for the course. I should have plugged in my soundboard, but yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Oh, shoot. That's okay. The um... Oh, we got we got a dead air moment here. Uh, that's okay. Actually, if you want to if you want to dead air it, I can I can get my soundboard. It's in the next room. I think I have enough juice on it. Sure, we can do let that. Let me let me see what I need to do. Now my soundboard just crashed on me. Reopen. Inquire no more, you feral beast. There we go. There we go. I want you to the Calypso vibe. <laughs> this would go well in the Royal Ohana room, I think. It, it could actually. Is good. I, nice, nice calypso vibe going on here. Good baseline. All right. So then, then of course, um, nobody can sing that CFW Walter hymn. He's risen. He's risen without thinking of. <laughs> that is a fight song. Give up. 
minor key. That's great. That's just awesome. <laughs> you know, uh, we sang that one at uh, at uh, Easter, and and. I look out over the congregation, and there's a couple of my musicians in the congregation just grinning, and I know what they're thinking. Oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling, Clementine. I, I actually brought that up when we sang it in the sermon. I mentioned it uh, just as an off-the-cuff remark, and then afterwards I had so many people say, you wrecked it, Pastor. You oh, yeah. Well, once it. you get that, you, you never go back. Let's Let's see what else we got here. Let's see. This is called Happily Wandering Past a Green Hill. Call this one at all. Be careful about these. <laughs> see, you don't see that coming. Yeah, you just don't. You just don't see it coming. Do you have uh, the softly and tenderly, Andy? Yes. That's. That's a classic right there. <laughs> and the mighty swirlets are... Wait for it. There's never been a more deserving hymn than that. <laughs> this one's called How Great Thou Aren't. Nice. <laughs> the running of the bulls. It's all in the intro. Yes, yes, yes. That's all, all wonderful stuff. And then, of course, we had the uh, the great vocal stylings of Jason Kaspar, who, by the way, just received his first call. It really makes you wonder how much beer went into one of these. I, I'm sure that his his <laughs> calling congregation will be pleased to receive that. 
oh, we should make sure that they get a copy of his greatest hits. Helping <laughs> believers drink and drinkers <laughs> He's very much in harmony with himself. Yes. You know, yes. a lot of talent. The, the GW was like a magnet for talent. Yes, it was. We we also had some great uh, graphic illustrations on Facebook and, and whatnot that people had done for us. Uh, one of the greatest, I believe, is uh, you and me and Matt Harrison in a cartoon. And I believe, <laughs> it, is it me or you who's whipping open his shirt and is wearing a bacon bra? I can't remember. <laughs> I, 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 I seem to have blotted that episode out of my, my, my memory there. Yeah, that was on the Facebook page. Then, I, though, I of course, we have, have that graphic somewhere around here. We have Henning's, Henning's uh, hernia check. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's cough, that's cough on the right side. The, yes, <laughs> checking out good. That was the random. Uh, I think he butt dialed us. I'm not real sure. I, I think one of my favorite buttons um, that that I always went to was whenever anything absurd in the world of religion came up in the news. This this was go to. Oh yeah. This is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord their God, nor receiveth correction. This voice cracks me God's up. elect know the time <laughs> when judgment day is coming, but the unbelievers, they don't know the time. God has commanded us to warn them that the sword is coming. The whole world has to know that judgment day is near. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. We have to talk about this. This is not an option. We have to say it again and again and again. May 21, 2011 is the day of judgment. Please go to familyradio.com and click on How Do I Begin? Well, that didn't yes. happen. So we we did record our uh, the last episode ever, you remember with the uh, the imminent coming of of Christ. Yes. And uh, so yeah, yeah. we we took Harold at his word, and uh, we recorded the last God Whispers episode ever. And then we we were shocked when Christ didn't return. Well, we, see, we were utter, it, we we invested everything we did the last show that we could ever. We do. jumped the shark at that point. See, that's the problem is that we took uh, Harold at his word and and then now we've had eight more years and and that's the problem when you have when you buy into that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, that was egg on our face. We <laughs> Now, of course, I, I can't. I, I can't let a, a soundboard segment go by without uh, paying homage to the the four twenty um, button. The four twenty button. Oh yes. One toke over the line, sweet Jesus. One toke over the line. Do you realize when we started using that, I, I don't think marijuana was legal in any state in the Union? 
I, I think uh, it was just medical marijuana in a few more progressive states. That's right. And yeah. now it's like half the country we, is stoned. We were, stoned. once again, way ahead of the curve. Way ahead of the curve. I, I was a little upset that you didn't have Lawrence Welk's introduction to that uh, as a no. It's spiritual. not. It's not. That's at the end. Oh, is that the end? Yeah. Thank you for uh, that wonderful. Uh, no, you're right. You're right. The, 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 he's got something at the beginning and the end. It's it's hilarious. Something so I, about a classic spiritual. Yes. Or something right. Like that's that. that's right. A modern spiritual. A modern spiritual. A modern yes. spiritual. Yes. Now, of course, uh, you know we we were a, a satellite show to issues, etc. Right. And and Lemker helped us out there with uh, a little bit of um Oh, this is the long that's, tedious that's version. Not that's not it. Let's see, it would be There that, it is. This one, yes. Anytime you use cold play for your intro music. <laughs> that was that was a nice piece of work by Chris. And we we've had a lot of really really great little bites along the way. Uh of course, you know, the ballad of Ricky Bobby has been very influential in our lives. So Hell, you could say that 10,000 times and it still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. Shake it back. Doesn't that feel good? Yeah. It rhymes. They're both verbs. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, and and of course we can't forget this one. God needs the devil. The Beatles needed the Rolling Stones. Even Diane Sawyer needed Katie Couric. <laughs> Will you be my Katie Couric? <laughs> yes. Is that Sasha Baron Cohen? Yes, it is. Man, he is he is a warped, sick genius. I, <laughs> that's, all, that's all I can say. I, I couldn't have uh, described him better myself. Work, warped, sick genius. Thanks, thanks to Hans Feeney. Inquire no more, you feral beast. For loaning yes. us that piece of synthesized speech. That was yes, that, indeed. That one, that one came in handy a lot. I loved, uh, we did an episode at Higher Things. Uh, right. We, we've done several Higher Things episodes. Uh, one outdoors, remember at Irvine, first Irvine yes, conference. Yes, yes, we were in that we set up there. We set up a booth. <laughs> but I remember uh, it was the one in Logan, Utah. I believe we were in Logan, or we might have been in Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Las okay, Vegas. Las Vegas, UNLV. And we, yep. were, we were set up there, and <laughs> there were some people who were just amazed that two guys with a lot of junk wired together could actually do this. You know, all we were, all we had was our iPads and we were just pushing buttons and there would be a sound over these voiceover, these interruption things, no sound engineer, no nothing. Just, just yeah, you, just, you and I just improvising on just the sound. Just weirdos. Yeah. We, we had, uh, we had uh, Ian Pacey on with us. The That's race car right. driver. Ian, yeah. Ian Pacey, the great race car driver. Yeah. I need to, Bring this up I think right he's here. At, I think he's at Memorial Houston now. He is. Oh. Larry Norman. Let's just take it in for a moment, shall we? Yes, what a moment. You've been left behind. Yeah. Oh, the violins. He's, he's the bread. The, the, he's the bread of apocalyptic. 
<laughs> the David Gates. Is that, Ap- was, was apocalyptic it, Bread. Who was the lead singer for Bread? Was it David Gates? Yeah, that's Gates? right. David yeah. Gates, yeah. The David Gates of Apocalyptic. What a bizarre song that is. The video is even more bizarre. Yes. Oh, this is the hot spot right here. Yeah. Yeah, so that that pretty much sums up my youth with rapture theology right there is uh, you've been left behind. Yeah. That's uh, get right or get left, pal. (laughs) Straighten up. (laughs) Yeah. Man, I, you know, it's I was I was spared that. I I had a little brush with that in youth group because you never know who you get as your youth counselors. So, um, and we used to go over to the Moody Church in downtown Chicago. Um, this wasn't part of our church's youth group. This was kind of a a bunch I got hooked up with Youth for Christ. It was kind of like the uh, the high school version of Campus Crusade. Uh huh. And they loaded us up into yellow buses, and we went. Went down to big downtown church in Chicago, and I just like because they had guitars. Music was cool, but yeah. we I got a little dose of that that stuff there. And being a good Lutheran kid, it just went in one ear and out the other. So you know, I, I Paula never... also, you know, she she would uh, uh, go with friends to their churches and that sort of thing on occasion, and uh, you know, she'd get a dose of that and just kind of shrug her shoulders and say, "Yeah, whatever." Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember one youth retreat where the counselors tried to get us to speak in tongues. Oh, nice! And be and be you know re- receive the 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 baptism of the Holy Spirit and you know like we've been sleep deprived for like thirty six hours and they, <laughs> they haul us out and they're trying to they're praying the Holy Spirit over us and we're kind of thinking, what the heck? And it's just, it was weird. I'm, su- I'm surprised I survived all that stuff. But by yeah. the grace of God, you know, you just kind of ignore <laughs> these things and move on. Just learn to, learn to live in your baptism, trust Christ, and, and go on. Yep, 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 yep. So we've had fun uh, poking, poking at other uh, really weird theologies and that sort of thing over the years. And, and that's been a good time. We, uh, yeah. And, and, we, and then of course we've turned inward on our own a little bit. That, also. That's when things get risky. <laughs> yeah. We Lutherans don't, uh, we're, we're great at making fun at uh, other people, but not so good uh, with the sort of self-reflective humor. Self-deprecation is not in our right. toolbox in general. Not really, no. Which and, is why I don't fit in. No, no. Well, you don't. You you've always been the perpetual outsider, uh, coming kind out of. of evangelicalism and and all of that. Uh, uh, no German lineage to speak of or anything. Yeah, there's, I mean, uh, mine that. mine is hidden behind the uh, the Slavic surname Swirla. I'd be okay in the the Slovaks in it, but uh, uh, every place else. I, I remember one of my professors, my first quarter, first year at the seminary, calling roll. And, you know, roll call at the seminary, it kind of sounds like a Nazi war crimes list for the most part. <laughs> and and he gets to Swirla, can't pronounce Himmler? it. You can't, Himmler? Yeah, Is right, there a Himmler in right. this class? Eichmann, Himmler. <laughs> and so he gets to Swirla, can't quite pronounce it, stumbles over it. And then he looks up and he goes, what are you doing here? <laughs> it's like, you know, I just gave up like a high paying job to move to come to seminary because I felt that God wanted me to be a pastor. And some guy questions my credentials because I don't have a German last name. 
Well, I, I loved it when I lived on campus. They put me in the dorm along with the black guys and the foreigners in general. So it's kind of the United Nations dormitory down there. Oh, yeah, so yeah, the, you were with the strangers. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I used to talk about the white guys who lived up the hill from us. Or, went to or the if, if, if we were Amish <laughs> and we kind of are, you, you were, they put you with the English. Right. <laughs> Be careful among the English. So I had uh, I had uh, a neighbor who was from uh, Argentina. I had one from India. Oh, you had across... a party going there. Oh, yeah, a guy across the way from Norway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean we we were the we were the United Nations of the seminary down there. So they. They didn't know what to do with a D'Onofrio, so yeah, well, he he must be a foreigner, so right? Yes, yeah, so they just put him put him with the Nigerian, and it's <laughs> all yeah, it, it's weird. Yes. Sem, seminaries seminaries are a very weird place. Continues to be just it, it's a microcosm. It's a strange, strange place. Yeah, a lot of men. You know, the the only place yes. you see that many men in one place is like West Hollywood or something like that. You know, <laughs> or or Palm Springs. Uh, you, you, know, you know how you go around a certain neighborhood and you you start to realize like there are no women here. Right. And 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 you get that kind of that weird sinking feeling <laughs> that goes. I think it's my my our, our buddy Ted Geese who says you, you watch movies and you realize there are no children in the world because I I think children are kind of expensive to keep on a movie set. So uh. so unless you really need a kid, uh, you don't you generally don't have kids in movies. Think about all the movies that you see. You don't see yeah, a kid. That's an interesting thought. That's like yeah. the world doesn't have children. What what kind of thing is this? <laughs> you can watch a whole series on Star Trek. You never see a kid. Well, yeah. Well, you think about uh, you know watching the Avengers movie or something like that, and aliens are coming from outer space, and all, and men and women are running for the hills for their lives. There are no you don't kids. See any kids? No. That's and, a good point. And with Never CGI, you don't even need kid actors. You could just like you could computer generate some kids, but there's no oh, kids. Gosh. Yeah, it's scary <laughs> what they're doing these days with CGI too. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So, so you know, but. Also, I think that this this program has run its course a little bit because I, I tend to think that our denomination in general has just lost its sense of humor. And <laughs> well, we never really had one. I may, maybe it's just that it, it's it's not a funny my place. Sense of humor now, I don't know. It's not a funny place to hang out. Uh, you, part of it is is our pi, our our inherent pietism. Pietists are not funny people. And uh, but Luther was a riot. But Luther wasn't a pietist. Okay, that's true. A, yes. Pietism is is the next century, and yeah. and it's after they got a big headache from scholasticism that they turned to pietism. And and we we have a, a very strong pietistic streak. You see that as a pastor. Like yeah. you, you ever you ever say something uh, in a Bible class, or maybe just you know just somewhere in public, and you're a little bit off script and a little off color, and there's this like stony silence. <laughs> There's just this look like, Pastor, that's not appropriate. Well, pretty much every week. I, yeah, well, I get that. Yeah, you know, I, my crew's uh, my crew is pretty pretty loose, but I have a lot of converts. I have a lot of people from outside right. of Lutheranism, right? And so th they're kind of used to it. And after I've been there 26 years, uh, you know, they're they're used to my off color brand of speaking. So. But I, I have to be careful when I go out into the broader world uh, or when I go, God forbid, to like synodical convention or something, which I'm going to this summer. Sucker. Oh. It's going to be hotter than blazes. Yeah. And... You know, we, we go to these weird places like, you know, Houston and Tampa in July. Oh, I know. Well, what are they thinking? Hotel rates are cheap because nobody wants to be there. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, there's that. You know, we're Lutheran. It's all about cheap. That's a but. I figure I look at it this way. Um, there, there, there are three things that will make Tampa interesting: Cuban cigars, yeah, mojitos, and yeah. Cubano sandwiches. Yes. Okay. You, you, Florida and the Cubano sandwich are just—it's the—it's the, it's it's the trifecta right there. So I, right. I can—I think I can survive a week at anything with Cuban sandwiches, mojitos, and a cigar. Even though I don't smoke cigars, I think I'm thinking of taking it up for the week. Just, just, yeah, just, just for the sake <laughs> of the convention. I, as I always say, I spent a month at a convention one afternoon. Yeah, it was just mind-numbing. The last just, one, the last oh, one I gosh. went to was the 2001 convention. That's when President Kishnick was elected, and and oh. I've been I've been healing ever since. It's taken 18 years of healing before I even so much as suggested that I wanted to go. Oh gosh! So you're going as your uh, circuit delegate? I am. Yeah, I am. Um, I I did make an appearance, albeit brief, at the uh, I believe 2013 convention as yeah, a, you, as you an were essayist. a presenter. Yeah, yeah I, I I I delivered an essay, but I, that's a, <laughs> that's all the time that I spent in the convention. The rest of the time, I just kind of wandered around, schmoozed, or just looked for people to go out to lunch with. But uh, I, well, I did nothing with that. There, there has been a lot of uh, non-campaigning campaigning going on this, this time around, which has been there interesting always to watch. Yes. Uh, you know, from postcards uh, <laughs> calling you an important bro to... Uh, the postcards uh, letters. A, a random, I, I got an Easter letter. A random letter that shows up, uh, I'm praying for you. Kind yeah. Of thing, and... Uh, it's it's interesting, but my my take on it is none of the way that we do this is biblical. If you look at the way that they replaced <laughs> Judas, it was the casting of lots. So, I believe if you're on the roster as a pastor in the LCMS, you are qualified to be a synodical or district president. Well, that so, was the that was the old so-called quote unquote ecclesiastical ballot. Yeah, so I think that the name of every pastor should just go in a barrel. And we'll find the oldest lady in the Senate who's still standing <laughs> to draw a name out of the barrel. And whoever we draw, and we just go through all the offices this way. And just random drawing, and you're the synodical president now. Well, you have to be fair, president. though. Uh, of, all the, of all the eyewitnesses to the resurrection and of all these gra- the greater circle of the disciples that they could have chosen, uh, there's certainly more than 12. Right. Um, they did narrow it to a short list of two. Well, yeah, but they, they see, so they determine the qualifications. And like, I, like I'm saying, if you're a roster clergyman in the LCMS, I think, I think you're qualified, right? Well, no, you're not qualified. You're eligible. Being That's eligible, what I mean. being eligible, and being qualified are two entirely. Well, it's different. like being president of the United States. <laughs> if you're over 42 years old or whatever it is, you're you're, you're qualified. eligible. You, yeah, well, not, that means that means you can run. Doesn't mean you should. It doesn't mean you ought to. It doesn't mean you do a good job. Should at run it. for that office if if you want it that much, you deserve it. Good I luck. I do like. I have <laughs> I have to admit. I have to admit. I do like. Although it is as prone to corruption as anything else, is that open ballot where in round one, you um every everybody's name is in. Uh, yeah, every eligible person is 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 in the running. And you keep voting and voting and voting and voting till somebody gets a clear majority, and nah. and that's your that's your person. I'm I'm just going straight Holy Spirit speaking on this one. You well, just you throw could... everyone's name in the barrel, draw one, and God has spoken. All right, well, let's do a hybrid then. So what we Lord do, have mercy on you. What we do is we 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 keep voting till we get three, and then we draw straws for for the winner. 
Yeah. That would work. I like the randomness of mine better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we always... I think we have an interesting system now. I believe we're the only church body that elects by electronic ballot. Really? Yeah. Whoever thought that we'd be... uh technologically advanced more than yeah else. you know actually i kind of like it because it gives every congregation its its voice and vote so you know a, a, a lay vote and a pastoral vote so that's a, that's a good thing there is that i, I do like that and that's secondly right. i think i think it kind of you can't get rid of the politicking but you can kind of dilute and diffuse it because they don't know who to target uh, being a delegate, I get all kinds of unsolicited email oh, yeah. and mailings, and and you know my mailbox is crammed full of garbage, but but uh, they don't know who to target for that election because it's everybody, so that's kind of good too, and and I think it kind of at least represents a more of a better it's a better snapshot of the mind of the church body at any one particular moment, uh, and it's probably less prone to graft corruption and other things than uh, the balloting business. You know, we're a little bit better now because we have those remote control video game things. Yeah. And so the voting is rather anonymous. Nobody knows who's voting for what. Right. And the results are instantaneous because they, they just come up on the screen kind of more or less right away. And you don't have to like write on paper ballots and have somebody count them in a back room and then you know conveniently lose twenty so the other guy wins. Not saying that's ever happened before, <laughs> but that could happen. I no, would no, imagine that, that not in not in in the church that could happen. But you you oh. still have those moments where somebody's either going to the bathroom or is like right. you know going out to lunch or is caught in a, a hallway conversation and misses a critical vote and some right. somebody or something loses by three. I always love the three or four guys that go with the intention of voting no on everything. Yes, we'd like to commend the LWML for sending a uh, hundred quilts to Africa. No, and then you have you. <laughs> You have three no votes. And it it always comes down to the stupid stuff like, be it resolved that we believe the gospel. No. No, yes. (laughs) I think it's a constant reminder, and I think it's a healthy, a meat right and salutary reminder that we don't vote on these. You know, this idea that majority rules and somehow if I get— if I get 51% of the people who agree with me, that becomes law. Right. This is not how you run a church. No. <laughs> you know, you see all these attempts at uh, trying to get, you know, official stances on this or official interpretations of that. And uh, it's like, do you realize you just kind of live for the, another three years so you can get another majority to overturn what that majority decided? Yeah, this is ridiculous. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So. I think it was Luther who said popes and councils can err or have erred. And uh, had he thought of conventions, voters' assemblies, and majorities in general, he probably would have added that as well. But he didn't have that to deal with at the time. We were uh, in my circuit trying to decide who who should go as our delegate. and uh, <laughs> It's kind of like Russian roulette. Yeah, hardly anyone wanted to, except for the SMP guy. So we said, fine, send the SMP guy. There then you we go. found out you can't send the SMP guy. That's right. And uh, so, you know, my circuit visitor is, is uh, Craig, would you be interested? I said, I'd rather have a surprise colonoscopy. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's smart. I don't know why I stuck my hand up for this one, but I did. And I am regretting it. 
the Southwest Miles? Yeah, you, you get some serious well, Southwest so, Miles. Flame. Yeah, no, you get good good points, good yeah. points, and I'm I'm depleting points a little bit visiting mom, so it's, it's oh yeah, yeah. So you it's, build be, that back up. It'd be nice to build up the points. I don't know. I don't know why. I just I I had this this itch, you know, to just kind of get in the mix again. I have people. I've already designated people that are going to keep me away from the microphone. Oh. Well, that's nice. They're, yeah, they're just gonna if, if they see if they see me so much as get up to stretch, uh, they are under orders just to jump me right in the aisle. Just just you all of a sudden, them with some tasers. Yeah, right. <laughs> Taser. <laughs> I, th- I think I should I should get like one of those dog shot co- collars and give two trusted friends the control. They see me do anything in the direction of microphone and instantly, you know, and I just kind of freeze in place. But I need to be tased. I, I well, really the- do not. I, I want nothing to do with it. That's also the advice that I give to first-time pastors who are going is be sure that you stand up and speak to every resolution. (laughs) (laughs) Right. People need to hear your opinion. Please, for the sake of us little guys, stand up and speak to every resolution. And and with great pomp and ceremony, call the question a lot. (laughs) Yes, yes. Right, which is actually not the proper uh, parliamentary procedure, but nevertheless, you want to hear yourself do that a lot. (laughs) Uh, you know, uh, well, I will be ignoring pretty much everything that happens this summer. There, most so people do anyway. Yeah, that's it, my my goal is to be ignored and to ignore it. I, I think it was Bill Schmelder at St. Louis Seminary who used to say that uh, the Missouri Synod lives in the eschatological hope of the next synodical convention. <laughs> we live in a kind of a three-year expectation that God, the kingdom of God will be established among us if we can just get the right majority to vote on something. So, well, And then, of course, we always have controversial issues that we commend to the CTCR to, oh, yeah. to study. Oh, yeah. And I think they're all the way up to the resolutions to uh, study uh, from 1982. <laughs> well, you can be sure. So in your lifetime, you probably won't hear anything. You can about be this sure issue. you've got six day, 24 hour creationism. You've got young Earth. You've got, right. I'm, I'm sure you have pro-life. Glo- global you, you, warming, pro-life. vaccinations. Uh, what else Anti-gay can we throw? Anti gay marriage. Anti gay marriage. I, yeah. I'm sure you just, let's just heap it on in there while we're at it. Yeah. Yes. No, I'm, I'm, I'm so, sure we're, we're going to see a lot of pontifications. So basically, if you go to CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference in Washington, D.C., or the LCMS's convention, you get a lot of overlap <laughs> on topics there. I, I wonder how many MAGA hats will show up. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need a MALA hat. Make Lutheranism. Oh, no, that's not. You need the great. Sorry. What would be, let's see, make... M-L-G-A. Missouri, make Missouri make Synod great again. great again. M-M-S-G-A. Boy, that just that does not no, roll off the tongue. That doesn't work. That I'm almost afraid to say it. Something bad will come out of my mouth. No, that, this is it, it's yeah. not good. Oh, yeah, well. it'll be nice to see friends. I, one I, one thing I remember from the 2001 convention is that these uh, conventions are really kind of like uh, uh, fraternity reunions. Or, or they're like, um, you know, your your class reunions from high school or college. It, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, you know, that. it's a chance for, you know, the old guys to get together and have dinner, have a beer, and just kind of talk about stuff right. and complain about how those youngsters don't know what they're doing. And, 
Now I'm one of the old guys. I know. Yeah. You're, you're not one of the young bucks anymore. You know, so, somebody who is critical of this show uh, wrote me an email um, recently and, and said, you know, you guys need to hang it up. You just sound like a couple of old guys who've lost their minds. And, and you know, my response was, I lost my mind years ago. <laughs> That's it's, kind of what I was thinking. I'm just, I'm just catching up uh, with the insanity right now. Versus the young guys who lost their minds? Is it? Uh, who never who had, never had, had one. one. Never had one in the first place. <laughs> I, I was also reminded by people who actually like to um, review statistics that uh, my church, over the 11 years this show has been going, has, has not increased in in attendance, in fact, is is statistically on the verge of dying. So ah, well, um, somehow so I'm sure that it's the God whispers that did that. Yeah, so somehow the the uh, establishing a a Chinese ministry and doubling the number of services and and attendance and everything else and having a preschool of seventy and an after school ministry of sixty that that somehow didn't register. So, but anyway. It's always nice to be reminded that you're an abject failure. Well, I I don't know how <laughs> Tell me something I don't a... know. It's like listening to your mother. Right. <laughs> well, you know, this is one of those things where you have to look at your demographics in your neighborhood. If if all the white people are leaving, there's a good chance that all the Lutherans are going. Yeah, my demographics we're, we're mostly a white church. My so. demographics don't speak English. Right. The the best thing the best thing that we did was was to call a Chinese pastor. Yes. Because we're making inroads into the people who are moving here. Right. You know, everybody everybody's selling for top dollar to Chinese property holding companies. They don't even we don't even sell to a buyer, we sell to a holding company. Huh. And the holding company is just hanging onto the property for the next uh the next Chinese businessman to come over here. So, you know, yeah. the, this is the name of the game here. Hoping the value keeps going up. Well, <laughs> I don't see it. You know, it's not going to balloon, but I don't see it going down. It's it's just not it's not happening until we until we kind of leave that phase of single family dwelling. You know, that's the thing. Since you left California, that's all the rage right now. We need to move away from single family homes. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. We need to we need to stack people in high rises. They need to take mass mass transportation. We need to do away with cars, and we just need to, uh, you know, kind of live basically in a vertical kibbutz. Well, and and this is growing up in Southern California. You know, growing up in Orange County, this is where you had the uh, the suburban sprawl. It, it was not the urban sprawl. You go into LA and you have the high tower, you know, the high, the high rise uh, apartments and stuff like that. But right. Not in Orange County, but I've noticed as I come home and visit, more and more Orange County is getting those. Oh yeah, no, well, they're more doing they're doing that kind of the the sort of the blocky townhouse kind of thing yeah. where everything's just crammed together and it's like yep. its own little own little island community. It's a kind of a self-contained thing. Well, that, and, that way you can keep the homeless outside the city gate, so to speak. <laughs> well, one of the other reasons that we, we really do need to hang up this show is is that you're old. I am. I mean, you, you're like... Uh, 62, baby. Blue, you're my boy! <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, you're, you're, you're getting up there. Uh, in, pretty in, soon you'll need a walker. In incredible physical shape and uh, mind never sharper. 
but yes, that's right. Round is a shape. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's right. <laughs> that's right. It's uh, a great one. Too. It's a great shape to be in, and and uh, <laughs> yeah, it it is. You know, you view things differently. Um, I I, I learned from a friend of mine that uh, adult life is really lived in three phases. All right. What are they? Hold on to that thought. I got to sneeze and blow my nose. Uh, I thought but, maybe you had to go to the bathroom or something. Well, that too, but I'll be well, right let's back. Let's do I'll, a little musical interlude while you do that. Turn me off, Lord. Turn him off. Turn me off, Lord. Turn him off. Turn me off, Lord. Turn him off. He's going to keep singing till you turn him off. The spirit got in me and crossed my wires. He's going to keep singing till you turn him off. To sing is my objective and my only desire. He's going to keep singing till you turn him off. I tried to be good, yes, I've always tried. He's going to keep singing till you turn him off. But I ain't waterproof, so I ain't baptized. He's going to keep That's singing the gray line right there. Are you back yet? Man, I think I have like sawdust up my nose. I can't. Uh, You've been working in the wood shop? Yeah, I have. So, anyway, uh, um, get back. Oh, yeah. So, adult life. All right. So, this is where yeah, we're going to. Three phases. We're going to pick it back up. So Your three, philosophy on this. Three phases of adult life 20 to 40. And I'm going to use the analogy of the barbecue. So the coals in your barbecue, right? So 20 to 40, is the, that's the hot sear phase. You know, that's where those coals are red hot. You can't hold your hand over it. Um, man, you can cook a steak in 90 seconds. And uh, so there's a lot of heat, a lot of energy, a lot of BTUs. You know, the hormones are going. And you're looking to mate. You're looking to rearrange the world. You have ambition. Uh, you, you're setting out on a career, you know. So that's 20 to 40. It's a lot of... A lot of basic building, got a lot of energy, and, and you know, there's just things happening. 40 to 60 is, is that kind of, in, in the barbecue, that's low and slow. You know, so that's where, that's where the, the temperature is down, but you can do a lot of really long-term cooking. That's, that's the career builder. That's where, that's where you, you know, you build your congregation, you build your business, you, you build whatever you're building, you know, and, and your family. You're raising your family, trying to, trying to keep the kids out of jail, get them into college and, and all of that. So that's, so that's, that's the low and slow. It, you can't cook as fast, but you can, you, the flavor runs deep, if you know what I mean. And and then sixty and beyond, you know. This is this is the white ash phase. You know, this is this is where the the coals have have dialed down to just just barely on, covered in white ash. But you can still toast marshmallows, and <laughs> and so I'm good for s'mores right now. That's it. Uh, you know, I you can make a good s'more, but I, you're you know, in the s'more phase. I, I am. Uh, well, you know, and they they see this in other in other uh, vocations as well. Uh, science, for example, scientists make their mark. They make if they're going to make a discovery at all, if they're going to like uh, really do something significant, it's in that period of thirty-five to forty-five. Mm. Uh, by the time somebody gets a Nobel Prize or a Templeton Prize or some kind of you know big recognition for what they're doing, they've done it. Yeah, they're, they're peaked. They're just they're basically just kind of like capitalizing on that thing that they learned or discovered that kind of got the ball rolling. So, um, but it's, it, it's in that period, that thirties, 
30s and early 40s where there's just a lot of creative energy, a lot of, of you know, a lot of ambition. Uh, this is where the entrepreneurs are doing their thing. You know, it's not a, it's not a coincidence that all these young billionaires, these are all young because they're, they're, they're in that, that red hot phase. But once you get to low and slow, or once you get to the white ash phase, man, it's just, you're just kind of like looking for how many, how many years do I got to go before retirement? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, but then you have Colonel Sanders who didn't open his first shop until he's in his fifties. So you know, and and back then, that'd be like seventy now. So no, I think I think it's there's still the opportunity. I think the age is is always no. You can do something new. Yeah. Um. And in that third phase, and how old are you? I'll be fifty five. And okay, just a so month. you're you're yeah. late inning second phase. Yes. Yes. Um. Yes. And I think you're in a good place for late I'm done. inning. I'm, I, yeah, I'm in my retirement phase. No, 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 I, no, no, I'm, no, no, no. You can't even be thinking about. No, retirement no. I mean, right I now. mean, I'm in the place where I plan on what I'm doing now. I will do to retirement. I yeah, mean, that's in, a little premature. I'm not looking for anything new. Uh, I, you know, I mean, new projects within my current situation, but uh, you know, I'm not looking for a move. Yeah, well, that's good. You shouldn't be looking for move, but but yeah. uh, but you're still in that that building phase. Yeah. Now you got derailed a couple of times. That that corporate yeah. gig, <laughs> that was just I don't know what that was about. But but, but uh, you know that's that's been my life in general. Is you get knocked down, you get back up again, and and you just and you're good you at know, that. Press that's, on. And, yeah. no, you're, you're, so you're you good know at the that. God whispers is coming to an end. But I've got a new thing with fifteen seventeen. Uh, yeah. Org, and and it's for you radio. And uh, Pastor what's Troy it called? New Year. What's it called again? For You Radio. For You, as in right. the words for you require all hearts to believe. Yes, indeed. Nice gospel. And so uh, Troy New Year, who's here in, in Cleveland also, he and I are, are doing this broadcast slash podcast through 1517.org, and uh, we're just thrilled to have their support. Excellent. And uh, so that's launching May 17th. So by the time that this program is posted... It'll be right on the horizon there. And so Overlap. I we're like excited it. about that. And then you've got a you've got a really good podcast going with uh, Ted Geese also. Ted and I, Bill and Ted watch movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, we know Ted. Ted's been on the show a few times. Oh, yeah. And Ted's a regular on a number of LCMS produced shows as a film person. Yeah. And so he and I... Uh, this last year, we we just uh, we've done episodes thirty and thirty one on uh, the director Wes Anderson. And so we, it's an interesting conversation because I, if people who know me personally know that I don't watch movies much, I'm, right. I'm kind and of a that... movie noob and he's like an expert. Uh, Ted has a, a library of movies bigger than most pastors, theological library. <laughs> right. Well, and I think that the fact that you're not a real movie guy, and so you kind of experience all these movies with fresh eyes because you've never seen them before. Exactly. And, so and it's, it's pretty cool. We share a common overlap in that we are both uh we're both pastors so we we bring a a kind of a theological bend to it but we're also in the business of of interpretation because Mm -hmm. theology is about interpretation of 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 theological texts and uh and so and movies are a text they're 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 story and in in some sense they're they're almost like a mythology and they reveal things about our culture about our fears about our beliefs and and so we have an opportunity to explore that. He has just a very trained eye for yes. for the cinematography, uh, the history. You name a director, 
and and he'll tell you off the top of his head the dozen movies the guy's done. It, it's it's just amazing. So I get to be sort of second chair, and uh, which is nice. I just watch movies and then we talk about them. <laughs> I thought that uh, Ted and I had a really a really fun thing going when I was in St. Louis uh, at KFU there, and uh, I'd have him on on a regular basis, and we we were working through the catechism with movies, and so we do. Uh, Top ten movies dealing with the first commandment, and I'd pick mine, and he'd pick his, and we'd, and of course he's always got these foreign films going, these art films, yeah. and all my seemed to be Adam Sandler movies. I don't know why. <laughs> and Will Ferrell, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was all the yeah, the Water Boy and Talladega Nights <laughs> and stuff like that. But anyway, he's he's a uh, he's just amazingly insightful when it comes to these movies, and especially as it as it comes together with. Uh, our beliefs and and just deep insights in general. So yeah, we, we don't uh, on Bill and there. Ted watch movies. We don't do anything uh, overtly religious unless the movie itself carries an overtly religious theme. The one that comes to my mind is The Witch, uh, which is just a horrifying movie uh, <laughs> about about the <laughs> you think it's about the evils of witchcraft, but it's really the evils of Calvinism. Um, but but we we had quite a, a two part discussion on that movie uh, from a religious angle. There's a lot to be said, and also this this incredible uh, movie, uh, Terrence Malick, uh, Tree of Life, the Tree of Life. Which again is not overtly religious, but you can't escape it just from simply the title. You know, there's something going on there, and so uh, we don't we don't like look for Christian theme movies or anything like that. But uh, it's it's been a good conversation, and I think we're starting to get some recognition actually from serious film people, from people from people who say, you know, uh, this is a nice balance between a, a casual conversation and a detailed critical. Oh, cool, uh, conversation. Yeah. So I'm, you know, kind of happy about that. Um, I'm also doing. Um, I'm, I've I've been kind of quietly laying the groundwork for uh, getting into some more written things again, um, and I, I have a, a website up. It's at swirla.com, so it's really easy. I get to own a whole domain by myself, swirla.com. But uh, the 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 site's called Whatsoever Things. It's from uh, Philippians four, where Paul talks about whatsoever things are beautiful, just noble, true. Think on these things, and it's kind of a what I, I would call a, a sort of a journal of of positivity, of beauty, of uh, there's there's uh, in in my estimation there's way too much negativity. Uh, we we tend to do things uh, from the negative. We're not this. We're not that. We're opposed to this. We're against right. that. And so I'm I'm looking I'm I'm seeking uh, the positive uh, in that. So it, it's it's just kind of collections of my writings of various sorts. And uh, I'm exploring some things on uh, in bread making, in woodworking, in craft, in in theology. I have some sermons that are not your run of the mill sermons, but they're a little bit different uh, up there. Some poetic stuff. So, uh, but Swirla.com, whatsoever things. And uh, I'm I'm giving some thought, and it's still sort of half baked. But I want to do kind of a preacher's journal hmm. as a podcast, uh, short, like. 15, 20 minutes, about the length of a sermon, where I discuss just the ins and outs of the coming week's uh, reading. So it's part of my own preparation, but not technical, no Greek, no Hebrew, but just kind of a, just what I'm thinking or what, what this text makes me think about in the week that I'm thinking about it. 
And it's really geared as much for the potential hearer as for the potential preacher. So I'm going to see where that goes. I, I'm not committed to that idea yet, but I want to make about five episodes and see what that sounds like. Well, cool. And that's, that sounds like uh, it's going to keep you occupied on top of everything else that you're doing. Seeing as how I talk to myself a lot, I, I don't think this is going to be a real problem. It means we're just recorded. Yeah, every every time. Well, that's how this show got started. We we used to hang out at bars at pastors' conferences, usually not going to the assigned stuff. Right. And we'd have these conversations, and this became the God Whispers. So, so uh, th- this idea that I have is basically going to be what I say when I'm stuck in traffic in the car. I, I tend to talk to myself a lot. So, uh, I'm going to see what happens with that. Well, very good. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, uh, as you pointed out earlier, we want to uh, try to drive uh, those of you who are listeners to this program to some of the stuff that's going on at 1517.org. Uh, they've really got some great podcasts going on over there. Of course, 4U Radio will be one of them in the near future. But uh, there's all sorts of really good stuff going on there. Um, Chad Bird's new series on the Old Testament looks like it's going to be really I, I good. I signed up for that. That that looks like it has really high production value, as yeah. I would expect from Kurt Winrich and company. Uh, they, they, they have uh, good equipment, and they know media. Yeah. And so uh, I'm very impressed with what they're doing. Uh, and so I, I signed up for that. I think it's, it's going to be kind of fun. Anywho. Uh, also, uh, it's putting a plug for my organization I used to be a president of higher things is doing doing, they're doing the concordia tour this summer and so uh we used to be persona non grata on concordia campuses except for the the forward-looking irvine campus that invited us (laughs) uh and now everybody everybody wants to go on higher things so we're doing a a five uh, five Concordia tour and Ooh, five uh, this year, yeah, including a third round at Irvine, and right. so in my my backyard, and I get to be chaplain for it, and I'm nice. bringing I'm bringing a group there, but uh, uh, they have a whole variety of media uh, from podcasts to uh, to um, video stuff to right. uh, devotions, uh, a nice uh, downloadable printable uh, devotional book for. That goes through the season, and so uh, good resources out there for gospel-centered, positive Lutheranism. I think there's a crying need for that. Yeah, George Borkhardt is so faithful about putting out a regular little video uh, blurb on almost daily basis, if not daily. Uh, little theological thoughts for the day and that sort of thing, which are really, really great. Yeah. The thing is, I'm looking forward, my confirmands are being confirmed a week from Sunday. And I'm, yay, confirmands. I'm looking forward to uh, next year taking them to higher things. So I, I yeah. hope they do great. I, I think it, it helps reinforce what you've been teaching. Yes. And it gives them a chance to meet fellow Lutherans. Mm-hmm. In, and I think a, a setting that's, that's very conducive to good conversation. You know, it's not... It's not uh, everybody being herded on a bus and everybody being kind of like, uh, you know, just this mob. But it's it's a, it's a college campus, and uh, you eat together, 
and uh, you hang out together and you're kind of in, in, in a more manageable size group. I, I, I really think it's ideal. I, I wish there had been things like that when I was um, a youth uh, rather than the people who are trying to get us to speak in tongues. But, uh, you know, we survived. I, I hope that it uh, it adds something to the spiritual maturity of, of our post-confirmation kids. Well, very good. So any the work will continue even if the God Whispers are dead. <laughs> They're not dead. They're, they live on. <laughs> the uh, The archive will always be up as long as I pay the rent. And uh, so you can uh, listen to all 350 episodes. Remember, don't binge listen. We've warned you about this before. It's, it's harmful. Even, even it, it, as it is more well-aged, it gets stronger. So you have to be careful. Yes. And... Uh, and again, a word of thanks to all the people who uh, listened, who supported, who gave. And uh, it's been a great run. We've really enjoyed doing it. And uh, I think it's good that we stopped doing it before we become like Magnus Nielsen and don't want to do it anymore. Right. Right. <laughs> well, I'm going to leave a, I'm going to leave you with this one, Bill. I tried to run and hide, but Jesus came and found me, and he touched me down inside. He is like a mountie, he always gets his man, and he'll zap you any way he can. Zap. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. He loves me when I'm right. He loves me when I'm wrong. He loves me when I waste my time by writing silly songs. He loves me when I'm quiet and I have nothing to say. He'll love me when I'm perfect if I ever get that way. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus. Jesus.